after hours. Well, let me do it all for the nookie and call me Fred <laughs> Hannah Hampton. How okay. the heck are you today? I'm good. And just for our listeners, we never rehearse those. So my reaction is legitimate. <laughs> True story. And- I have actually made Hannah wait to start recording because I haven't come up with my opening line yet. That's how, that's how unprepared she is to hear what I'm going to say. Yes. So my reaction is, is a hundred percent real. You know, I've actually, once again, we, we, we play in very little uh, Mm -hmm. because we want this to be more like our authentic conversations we've had in the car and things like that. But I, that's the question I am actually asked the most is, is it true that you never know what I'm going to say at the opening? And I can 100% guarantee you, not only is it true that Hannah doesn't know what I'm going to (laughs) say up until five minutes before we start. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say. Well, Hannah, things are, I, I feel like we're in a tears for veers video. Everyone wants to rule the world. Everything's on its on its side here. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes. You know the obviously we're seeing the economy do some weird things, but of course the big thing that's impacting the economy is this uh, coronavirus and what's really weird or for COVID nineteen as they call yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? I really wanted people just to start calling it that because yeah, because if I hear one more, oh, you know what goes with coronavirus? Lyme disease. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, if I hear one more bad Mexican beer joke. I'm... But seriously, so this is this is why we have this podcast. We have these conversations. I am sometimes not as in tune with what's going on out there because I do work from home. There yeah. are days when... Yeah, you know, it's crunch time at work like it has been lately where I don't even leave the house for a oh couple of days. So I'm not relating to the fears that others have. And I actually had to go way back when I lived on the West Coast. I was traveling up into the Bay Area from Southern California weekly during the SARS outbreak. Mm, yeah. So at the airport, everyone had their, their mask on and now, of course, this is much a much bigger deal, and mass, you know, these masks are sold out, and they're saying there are some out there that are ineffective. And I yeah. think someone at one point oh. saw a hundred dollar bottle of some sort of disinfectant on Amazon because That's there was a crazy. shortage for a hot minute. Well, people Tell are getting a little crazy. I mean, can I just real fast talk about the masks? Like masks, it's kind of crazy that people are buying these. They really should be saved for medical professionals and for those who are sick. I was reading uh, from from everything that I'm reading, it's actually more important for people who are infected to be wearing masks. So when they're coughing and sneezing, it's not spreading things into the air versus healthy people with masks. It's not going to protect you. So it's not really worthwhile to stock up unless you have sick family members or you're in the medical community. So that's what I've heard. I could be wrong. But everything that I've read up until this point says, like, masks. And especially, the biggest problem is a lot of times people aren't wearing masks that fit correctly, fit properly, because, again, it's these are tiny, tiny molecules uh, that can slip through cracks and whatever else. And the CDC has a, whole, has a whole little infographic about facial hair and protecting yourself that way. So, I, sorry, I had to I, – that's I know that's an aside, but I had to throw that out there because – I saw some people, I went to a comic book convention yesterday and I saw some people wearing masks and I'm like, if you're sick, you shouldn't be here. And if you're not sick, 
It ain't going to (laughs) work. I think that's a very valid point. And that's the thing is, um, I would also say just go to legitimate sources for information. Look things up. Whenever someone says, when I get a story from a friend or colleague or coworker that they start with, well, they say, I always Mm -hmm. stop and go, okay, well, first off, who's they? Who is they? And when they start going, well, uh, okay, I'm I'm like, okay, so did you hear this from a direct source or did a friend of a friend tell you they heard? Mm -hmm. And when they're like, well, I I don't remember. I'm like, okay, so go look up what you're saying. See if it's true before you share it with anyone else. And so- Chickity check yourself. That is right before (laughs) you wreck yourself, son. (laughs) So in all seriousness- Yes. You're in an office environment. I am. Yes. What if any type of actions are you and your team taking at this time? That's a great question. So I, you know, for our regular listeners, and we love you. For our regular listeners, I do. I work in a. I'm in a small company, and we have an office space where we're, you know, our, our corporate office is our office. So I do have a lot of people, and I, uh, I'm actually already taking working on my plan and taking some precautions in this whole, you know, COVID-19 um, in, uh, situation, I guess is a good way to put it. I don't, you know, want to overblow it at this point. Um, but really just one of the things I want to do is just communicating. And I think this is good for anybody in office space is just reminders on how to keep a safe and healthy work environment. Uh, I think it's important to remember about uh, washing your hands properly and, you know, uh, etiquette if you're coughing or sneezing. And I think the most important one is if you are sick, stay home. I know sometimes that's hard. It's a hard thing for people to, you know, they want to be the hero. They want to be like, I can work through it, but don't, don't be a hero. Stay at home. And, you know, and another thing for my office I'm thinking about is making sure that we've got hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer stocked. We have, you know, uh, wipes that you can use on your desk to disinfect them. So just taking those normal precautions. I, you know, a lot of people are are talking about, you know, and, and, and they're comparing it to the flu as we, it's always, there's always flu season that we have to think about and how many people get infected from that. And yes, I know these are, there are differences and I'm not saying it's apples to apples, but just making really smart decisions on staying home if you're sick, washing your hands, hand sanitizer, sanitizing your desk, sanitizing your phone, just being smart. Uh, You know, one thing I I mentioned earlier, I was at a comic book convention and I was meeting some, you know, some celebrities and they were doing elbow bumps versus handshaking just, you know, because of what's going on in the world. So I'd say it's one of those things. It's better to be safe than sorry. I'd say let's over prepare, prepare for the worst. And if it's not that bad, well, you still done the right thing. So I've got a couple follow-up questions for you. Yes. Um, one is silly and one is not. First question, who was the coolest celebrity you got an eb- elbow bump from yesterday, <laughs> Well, I have to say uh, Adam Savage from Myth- Mythbusters was uh, elbow bumping people, and he was super cool. Uh, but I actually did get a really kind handshake from Mark Ruffalo, and I'm a big fan of his. He's the Hulk. He's been in so many great movies, and he was 
such a kind person. It was, it made me love him even more. So, uh, I'd say oh, was- so it sounds like he brought a little of the She Hulk out in Hannah. Uh- <laughs> oh, no, no, he was super nice. So, he was really just a kind person. So, so there you go. That's, uh, those are my, my favorite little celebrities from yesterday. So, I, I guess this is kind of a question and kind of a statement. Imagine that me trying to say it's a question when I really just have something to say. But you made a what I think is a very valid point. You mentioned, you know, some of these, it sounds to me, if I understood you correctly, a lot of these precautions aren't necessarily even a direct response to COVID-19. It's, right. you know, we had a really bad flu season this mm-hmm. year, and it's not over because we're at that time of year that everyone's got spring fever. Yep. And this is typically when that flu gets its last smack in and I mean, there's some pretty bad strands of the flu going around. Right. So if anyone's even listening to some of this thinking, well, you know, I'm not really worried about this. I think everyone's been overreacting. Let's not forget. Let's just talk about having a healthy office. And when you said that, you made one of my favorite points, and I just cannot reiterate mm. or go back and stomp on this hard enough. Hey, office guy or girl that thinks you're a hero for coming into work and everyone's going, oh, they're such a trooper. I'm so glad they're pulling mm. force and showing up. No one feels that way. Stay Nobody. the fuck home. We don't <laughs> want you in the office. You're 20% of the reason I prefer not to work in an office because guess what? I don't have kids that are coming home with all these little infections mm-hmm. from school. I don't need you bringing it into the office and making me sick. So <laughs> stay home. No one thinks you're a hero. Believe it or not, it's most people true. when asked think you're a dick for coming into work. Yes, don't spread your germs around the office. It's it's you know, and and here and another thing, and, and we'll we can talk more about this, but I know not this doesn't work for every industry and for every job, but you know, sometimes even if, if you think you're getting sick or you're right there, especially at the point where you can infect people, stay at home. And if you're feeling well enough to work, work from home, you know, rather than infect the office with your germs, just stay home. Absolutely. And obviously there are industries where you can't do, you can't go, you can't work from home, like restaurants, retail, et cetera. But you know, what you can do is you can help your team by finding someone that'll cover your shift for you. So the business, especially in restaurants, You're dealing with people's food. Nobody wants germy food. Nobody wants to get sick. Your company doesn't want you to get people sick. Stay home. And 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 I feel like, you know, and this might be controversial, but brings up a good point of company companies need to make sure that they're being respectful to people who are legitimately sick and making sure that you provide sick time and that people can t- call off when they are legitimately sick. And one other thing while I go on my tirade, don't have a policy where you're requiring a doctor's note for every single absence. That also causes a lot of problems in that it forces that person to go to the doctor when maybe it's just a cold, something that's not necessary to go to the doctor. So that takes up your doctor's time. That takes up somebody else's uh, space in your doctor's office. I think it's just a little a little too much to ask for a doctor's note for every single absence. Certainly have a policy where it's if you're out for three consecutive days or whatever it might be, but don't require it for every single sick day. 
please. Hey, if you recall, we had a podcast uh, earlier in the year where a certain company had a nurse whose yes. job was to determine whether or not you were really sick when you called yes. off or if you, you were just hung over. And that was Ugh. straight from the CEO's mouth. How mm -hmm. do you think he's feeling today? How busy <laughs> do you think that nurse is? How many of them do you think they had to hire? Oh, my but, Mess. You know, yeah. you bring up a very valid point. And the thing is, uh, there are things that we can do as professionals or supervisors and leaders to also get proactive on this type of thing. So some of the things we can do if you're in an industry like retail or hospitality where, you know, your people can't work from home, this is a good time to create a schedule or labor yeah. model that has some people on call. And I know that mm -hmm. there are some cities and states where it's difficult to do that. And this is why, you know, some of those those city councils that pass some laws that make this difficult, i.e. New York City, this is something <laughs> to think about. This is when we need to be able to make these kind of labor plans where we have some extra servers, bartenders, cooks, on quote unquote standby or call in shifts. That way, people that are legitimately ill and could infect mm -hmm. others can stay home and not have a negative impact on the business. So, someone might be slightly inconvenienced because they have to wait till five o'clock to know if they have that night off. Mm -hmm. Well, that inconvenience, I think, is worth the health of others and keeping the business up and running. Um, but tell me what else. Let's go back to the original thing here. What are else are some of the things that you think we could do in our offices to keep them healthy and safe? Well, like I said, I, I, the CDC has some posters that you can print out as reminders of of just good hygiene. And I know it sounds so basic, but I just think good reminders. It doesn't hurt to remind people about proper hand washing and, you know, coughing into your elbow and all of those things. And another thing you can do. Uh, outside of just those those reminders and encouraging people to stay home when they're sick, is thinking about is is the travel that you're having people do necessary? Like if you you know certainly there are are roles where you have to be there in person, but thinking about can you do this via conference call versus having to have somebody fly out there? Because we know like that is part of the reason why these why things spread is because of our ease of travel and, and being stuck in, in an airplane, you know, germs pass through there. You, you see what happened to that uh, ship in, in, in Japan where everyone was stuck on board and people got really sick from it. So just, you know, making sure is this, you know, asking yourself, is this trip necessary? And, you know, and I, I know that sounds alarmist and I'm not saying cancel all your work trips, but just figuring out what can be done via conference call. And that's better for the environment anyway. So, you know, thinking about what's necessary, what's not. And, you know, as, as, and just watch the news as things progress and, and you see if it starts getting bad, really making sure that you have a plan of what will happen if, you know, what's going to happen next and just staying one step ahead of the game. And I, again, I'm all about being overprepared versus scrambling and being in an urgent situation. I love it. So, and here's the thing, I am going to summarize or just hit these bullet points of these mm -hmm. very valid items you brought up. And then there's something that I think is very obvious when I do this. So <laughs> if I were to take this to four basic bullet points, number mm -hmm. one, you know, remind your team, put notifications up, communicate, just basic hygiene and health practices. Yes. 
Number two, adjust your labor model if possible. Create cushions so that people can, that are sick can call in sick without impacting the business negatively. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is stay at home if you're sick. Stay Don't at be home. that quote unquote hero that no one really thinks is a hero and secretly says terrible things about you behind your back. And then <laughs> number four, reduce unnecessary travel, or I would even say eliminate unnecessary travel. And that way you're not putting any of your team at risk because, you know, being in that pressurized cabin of a plane, I just call those things germ capsules because that's what they are. And when I traveled every week, I was sick two to three times more than I am today. And I'm not as healthy as I was back then. And I'm a little chubby and older. So, but if we look back at these four basic bullet points, mm-hmm. I don't think these need to be something that are in response to COVID-19 or a bad nice. flu season. These are four basic smart practices to have in place all the time year round. So, you know me. I have tried to be a glass half full person in the latter parts of my life here. And I can honestly say if anything good were to come out of this, it's that maybe people will start being more health conscious, Mm -hmm. practice these very basics and some more things to stay healthy and take care of themselves and those around them that maybe we could actually end up all healthier in the long run because of this unfortunate incident. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. So, I love all this common sense stuff. And I mean, I was at a comic book convention yesterday and it was a big one. So there was a ton of people and I was definitely cognizant about, about my hands, washing my hands. I had hand sanitizer. I'm also, I also had a little bit of, uh, I had a spray sanitizer so I could, if I sat down somewhere, I could spray the area. And I know that sounds a little alarmist, but it's just to me, I'd rather be safe than sorry and using some common sense uh, tips and uh, that will keep everybody safe or as safe as as humanly possible. I love it. Hannah Hampton, thanks for your help today. And here's something new. The words common sense and big dancing in the same sentence. <laughs> Everyone stay safe and healthy out there. Have a great day. Bye.